What's going on everybody? This is your boy, Brandon Scott. Welcome back to another episode of Kickback Conversations. I am so excited to have you guys back. We have a ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, number one, we have to talk about um, Insecure. Insecure is about to start. It's a show that I know we have definitely watched for the culture. Um, it's going to its fourth season. So we're gonna jump right in and kind of give y'all like uh, insecure from a brother's perspective, you know what I'm saying? A, a black man's perspective, how we see the show and how we view it. And we just wanted to just jump right in. So we want to take y'all on a journey. We're going to unpack each season and then we're going to let you guys know what we expect for Issa. I heard you, Issa, if you're watching right now, this is what we expect for you on season four, okay? Because season three, you didn't listen to your boy. I could have had you set up straight. You know, you can listen to your boy, all right? I had no idea who Issa Ray was. I'm, I'm not going to hold you. Like, I, I did not know Issa Rae was. I, I mean, I guess I heard somebody say Aqua Black Girl, YouTube series and everything like that. So I, I went into it with literally a, a blank slate, fresh palette. Like, literally was like, yo, I don't know what to expect, but I'm a, you know, I'm just gonna go in and see what happens. And starting from the first episode, I think we should need to talk about the first episode. So the first episode, it kind of tells a story. And I, and I want to say this about where we're going to go in this journey uh, to our audience. A lot of you have added extra things to Insecure that are not there. We, you added assumptions. You added things that they didn't say. Y'all talk about, yeah, Issa was holding Lawrence down. And she was, you don't know, she was helping him with his business and, you know, five years prior. Ma'am, sir, we do not know that, okay? So on this podcast, we're going to deal with nothing but the facts the facts the facts and the facts all right i know we can have appreciation for facts so the first episode was really really interesting to me because i felt like number one it was just one of those things that if you look at like how we are introduced to Issa and lawrence right her coming home from work and she's working at this company called we got y'all and the ironic thing i always think about when it, when it comes to like, you know, we got y'all is she is, her whole job is to help strangers, help young people, specifically minority communities, have a better opportunity and be a, 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 of assistance to them. But she got y'all, but she ain't even got Lawrence, right? <laughs> my, my man is out here just like trying to struggle. He depressed at home, trying to figure it out. And she is coming home basically just talk about her birthday like hey it's a 29th birthday you know what i'm saying what you gonna do for me lawrence i ain't trying to hear it and i think the thing that my name my name main takeaway from the first episode was that he was trying in a way to support her and her struggles at work but she was not trying to really listen to him the one thing that i think we have not talked about when it comes to insecure as a community is the gender bias right we have a gender bias when it comes to men pro providing and and doing certain things and being quote unquote being a man right so so i, I always say that if we were to reverse let's say y'all we were to reverse the situation and Issa was at home for years trying to start a beauty product business a hair care business something like that and lawrence was going to the nine to five Will we still feel the same way about Issa? Will we still feel like, oh, you know, she gonna have Lauren just holding it down, like all these different things. And then the episode graduates where she goes out 
uh, and makes a reckless decision and goes out and goes into a you know a, a, a bar a open night mic night will have you with her girl Molly and to run into her crush from back in the day you know everybody got that crush from back in the day shout out to crush back in the day <laughs> uh, crush from back in the day you run into him mistakenly even though she planned and plotted it and then she not only sees old boy but he invites her back to the crib Issa gonna bring a, a bottle back to the crib she ready to go she got a whole man at home you know what I'm saying maybe my man was not as ambitious maybe he going through a little depression but you gonna just have a, a bottle and, and just pull up to the, my man house like come on so if Lawrence had did the same thing was working a nine-to-five or whatever I had a woman here trying to build the next shape moisture if you will and he went out and found another you know old school a girl from back in the day from the blast from the past and he gonna pull up with a bottle he got a bottle of uh of that of that yak or whatever he had in there you know what i'm saying and then just gonna pull up like he trying to trying to see you know it could be whatever come on man y'all would have a problem with it y'all would say lawrence got a full woman at home trying to build the next great hair care product company why is he out here in these streets right or wrong yep you know what I mean? So I feel like we do have sometimes these, these gender things and I always ask people to say, put it on the other foot. If, if, if it happened to, you know, if this case was, 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 was flipped, how would you then feel about it? Would you still feel the same way? If you still feel the same way, look, your boy, I'm, I'm gonna be there with you. I'm gonna be like, you know what? I got you, 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 you with it. But a lot of us don't feel the same way. <laughs> we only feel that way because of the gender roles um, that are represented and I feel like Issa started the show off with disrespect she started the show off because even though she did not go forward with you know having you know intercourse or going to Daniel's place and doing what ha have you her just showing up with a bottle ready to go you know and only being turned off my man was like a relationship nah bro I'm not good with that I'm just trying to you know just kick it, you know what I'm saying? Let's kick it, let's kick it. You know, he just trying to kick it. So I think that was the whole thing that, you know, kind of really, uh, you know, started to show off. So as we kind of go, um, you know, deeper into the show, I, I just wanted to talk about some of the characters that we were kind of introduced to. Um, like, so that we talked about Issa and Lawrence. So, so let's just kind of unpack them, you know, when it comes to season one. I think if you were to encapsulate Issa's experience, especially season one, she's just floating, she's existing. She's somebody who, you know, like I said, you know, is just kind of like going through the motions, if you will. You know, Lawrence, I feel like he's a, a, a character that, in, in, you know, in season one as well, like who is just trying to figure it all out. And I, and I always say like, and a lot of y'all get mad at me. Ladies, y'all got mad at me. I've talked to y'all about this. I've often said that it takes a certain type of person to be with you, right? Everybody's not built for it. Everybody's not meant for it, right? And the big thing about it when it comes to that is looking at Lawrence, my brother, I'm just gonna go do a series of events. My man was depressed, right? He was kind of down. He was kind of like, I don't know. And I'm gonna tell you, any brother out here who's been unemployed and had to cash an unemployment check or whatever, you are not trying to go to the, you know, to the bank and see, you know, a little fine tenderoni or, you know, fine honey behind the counter 
and like try to holler at him. So everybody else talking about oh, Lauren's trying to holler at Tasha. I don't feel that that was the case. I think dude was just whatever. But she was building him up. Y'all think she was had a, a motive? She was building him up. You know, and look, I'm gonna tell you this, say this. Season one, I was Team Lawrence for a, a part of season one. I switched over quickly after, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, in the season two, I, I was no longer Team Lawrence. I'm just gonna let y'all know that for the, for the record. But I wanted to, just to talk a little bit about Molly. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I went from Team Lawrence to Team, not to Team Issa, to Team Tasha season two. I feel like the word that encompasses Molly on, on Insecure is entitled. Entitled. Molly, to me, feels she is entitled to everything. Because I'm a lawyer, because I'm a black woman, because I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing my thing or whatever, you know, I'm supposed to have a, this kind of man. And, I, and we, we see that reference as she dates, um, you know, I, I call him Mr. Enterprise Rent-A-Car, right? <laughs> Mr. Enterprise Rent-A-Car, who she met, you know, out with Issa, as she dates him, even though he had his, you know, his indiscretion in college, and let me put a piece of public service announcement out. I know, it definitely is a double standard there, because women, if a brother, you know, kiss another dude in college or whatever, y'all like, uh, we good here. But if a, if a sister kissing another woman in, co in a college, we like, you know what? She was a little confused. She had, a, you know, maybe she had a couple of drinks that night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But since she fine, we like, you know what? I'm not gonna, look, Neil Long, I'm not gonna even hold you for what you had experienced back in the day. You a new woman, you you graduated, you know? You. But I feel like she dropped Enterprise Rent-A-Car um, because he, not just because of, his, of what happened, but also because she wanted to join an elite dating service. And this was the funniest part for me it wasn't that she just was like, I met somebody on the elite dating service who I've clicked with and I'm dating now. Cause you know, she was entitled to date different people. She dropped old boy for the dating service. This is like you dropping somebody that you really like for a dating app. Think about that for a second. Not for a person on a dating app, for actual the dating app itself, the potential to be with somebody on the dating app. That's what Molly was. So she had an entitled mindset. And, and to la land the plane on season one, I'll say this. I think that it's, it's a couple key points that were just like, that just like stood out to me. It showed in a black community, I think that we most, all of us couldn't agree. We showed a black man in Lawrence who was unemployed, trying to start a business and try to get himself off the ground. And we saw a black woman in Issa who was underemployed, right? Very smart woman but not really at a job that was really, you know, believing in her, um, taking her ideas, kind of reluctant to a degree, did a job that not, did not understand the nuances of what a black, the black and minority communities are. So, you know, she was underemployed and we saw that played out, you know, in, in you know, as the show goes along with her just trying to like get by, not being able to afford the rent once my man uh, Lawrence moved out, you know, at the end of season one. So. But I did, I did I, one of my favorite scenes, I will say, of season one was that when she did see that Best Buy shirt in the, in the closet. I'm sorry, that was kind of, it was kind of funny, y'all. <laughs> Cause she was like, oh, we coming back, whatever. He's forgiving me. My man was like, and here's this Best Buy shirt cause Tasha believed in me. Yes. It, was, it was really dope, very well done. Shout out Insecure on that. Um, I think also season one of just watching Insecure, 
it was a show that was so raw at like it's one of those things that it's like you know you felt like you knew the people like these are not people that were outside of people that you would know they're very relatable yeah very identifiable um, character so shout out season one so season two as we kind of graduate and morph in um, I feel like the number the number thing <laughs> number one thing that stands out to me in season two is the cookout scene right so this is when I I'm going to the cookout I'm gonna go, I'm going to the cookout like Tupac and Jana Jackson and Poetic Justice I'm going to the cookout right now because listen y'all this upset me because I was Team Lawrence. I was like, you know, brother, you know, now he got, he went to best, from an unemployed employment checks to Best Buy, he regained his confidence back. He found a woman who really believed in the brother, you know, who knew how to motivate him. You know what I'm saying? She cool, she kicking it. She not tripping to like, we gotta go out every weekend. We can stay at the house and kick it. You know what I mean? Like she was cool. But the thing about it is, that, that's very unique and ironic, <laughs> is Lawrence was not, and I think season two started to show it even more that mo a lot of the characters on Insecure are not very self-aware. Oh, wait a minute. So she invites him to the cookout. They, I think they go out to a dinner or something like that. And she invites him to the cookout and was like, hey, my family's having a little cookout. I definitely want you to come. Now this is to the guys. I'm talking to the fellas right now about how you treat a lady, okay? how you're not disrespectful, how you're not dishonest and disingenuous with your intentions. If you know that this girl is not somebody that you are interested in on a, a long-term basis and those kind of things, you have to be upfront. You cannot be the dude who's playing with her emotions, playing with these different things, and gonna just slide into a cookout with her family, her fam, right? You meeting the fam, you meet grandma and them, right? Auntie and them, hey, it's my cousin, the so-and-so. My thing is this, if if it was like one of her homegirls having a little kickback at the house and was like, hey, you know, um, yeah, you can fight your boy, yeah, we've had a whole bunch of people over, and he said, yeah, I'm gonna slide through. That's a little different situation, right? But a family cookout, Lauren should have had the self-awareness, um, the understanding of who he was as a man to say, you know what? Hey Tosh, I, I appreciate the invitation, but I don't think we're there yet. Or I don't think we're, 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 we're there at all, right? And at least she now has information. Commit to the cookout, yeah, I'm coming through, yeah, I'll bring some chairs, yeah, right, whatever. And then you go to the cookout and then you leave like a chump, like a sucker. You leave the cookout and go to like hang out with, you know, with, 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 you know, with, your, with your work friends and do all, and then come back late come back late that you came back so late that the, the, the plate that they made you they ate it because it was so it was so late come on now Lawrence that was some that was and she called you out you thought she was some weak chick who was just gonna be like oh it's okay you came back late you saw what she called you I'm not gonna say it on the podcast because we trying to keep a clean show because you know it might be some uh, younger people watching <laughs> but she she went hard on you but you were deserving of that sir and that is when I switched teams from Lawrence to Tasha that's when she became my real MVP. Cause you, you ain't gonna blame my Tasha. You ain't gonna blame my Tasha. That's my girl. <laughs> shout out, hold on, shout out Tasha. Now I think she's Dro's girl. I don't know. They had a baby or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like I said, when I hear a lot of a lot of women, shout out to the, the black women who are building up men, who are there for men, 
who have like, hey, you can do this. Hey, you can get a better job. Hey, you know, I know you're a little down. Hey, let me let me cook you a meal. Let me do this or whatever. Shout out to all of y'all. Y'all are the real MVPs in this. And, Ta and Tasha's character represented many of you all of how you are building up a man and then he's not able to appreciate you. I feel like, you know, Lawrence, he was so, he, you know, he was so broken um, and he, he did not spend time. So I always recommend people after a significant relationship like that with Issa, years and years and years, they were living together. That almost probably felt like a divorce and you need time to heal. You need time to really get to know yourself to unpack things that went well, that did not go well in that relationship. You need time for that. And unfortunately, Tasha was caught in the crossfire. Now here's what I will say. I, I went from top, so here's my theory. That Tasha, people can be asking me, do you think Lawrence and Issa should get back together? I don't feel like Issa and Lawrence are a good match. I think they have characteristics that work but I don't feel like they are a good match. When I say a good match, I'm talking about, there are a lot of things that we don't know. I'm just going based upon what we saw, what the show has illustrating and what we and what, what we were able to see. Number one, Issa was not able to, um, to get through to Lawrence. She was not able, and, and, it's not, and many times, it didn't seem like she even cared to get through to him. We don't know what happened before that, years before that. I get it, ladies, don't DM me and bite my head off, I get it. But what we were what we were able to see, Tasha was able to motivate this dude as a, as a bank teller in five minutes. What Issa couldn't do in, in five months or, or years. So that so I'll say this. So I think Tasha his motivation or how she believed in him, how she talked to him, actually worked for him and actually ended up getting him to a better place, a higher heights. So here's the thing. Now Issa Issa did a really really good job of intellectually stimulating Lawrence. That's where, he, where Tasha kind of dropped the ball and he did not connect there, right? But let me tell you when I jumped from, from Tasha to Caperna. Woo! I know many of y'all forgot her name. Uh, she's a young lady that works at his company um, that, you know, did, we didn't get a chance to know her a lot of her. But what, what, what we did, I was, I was pretty much sold. Caperna to me had the mixture the perfect mixture, even though that relationship did not ultimately work out as we saw in season two, she had the perfect mixture of Issa and Tasha. Issa, because she was, I'm gonna tell you why I say that. Issa, because she was very um, intellectually stimulating. You know, he was never bored with her. He could talk to Caperna all day. They had interesting conversation. Tasha, because of the support, but she had a different type of support. She told him, the WooWoo app, I don't think it's that good. But guess what, Lawrence? I'm gonna help you build an app. Let's go to the conference room right now, boy. And we're gonna build an app that actually will, actually will be exceptional. I'm gonna tell you right now, if I have a woman in my life and she's like, Brandon, let me tell you something. What you got going on right now, it's, 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 it's yin yang, you know, it's cool, right? But. I want to help you build something that that can be great. I'm committed to the process. I'm committed to helping you, putting whatever we need to do, rolling up my sleeves, and making sure what, what the next thing that you do is great. And she's intellectually stimulating, and she's fine. Oh, I'm sold. It's a done deal, Uncle Phil. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you right now, Caperna became the real MVP. And when Lawrence got out of that car, he got a little jealous and started acting crazy. 
you know, I was about, to, I was looking for Caperna. I was like, you know, let me see, where she at? You know, I'm about to, I'm about to pull up on old Caperna. <laughs> Shout out Caperna. I'm, I feel like the challenge for Issa was she's the awkward black girl, and she was very socially um, awkward in many in many regards. And sometimes I feel like she did not know how to get to, get through to Lawrence. I don't, I don't know if she knew how to. I want to unpack because my favorite episode of season two was the dinner party. The din, oh no, oh no, the dinner party. I'm not gonna hold you. The dinner party of Tiffany, played by Amanda Seals' character. Shout out Amanda Seals. Um, Tiffany's character and her having a dinner party for her husband. That dinner party was lit because first of all, it was the most uncomfortable dinner party of all time when Lawrence brought Caperna. Everybody was looking like, man, I am sad I am here, but man, I am glad I am here because it's about to be some fireworks. I believe that he should have brought her personally because I feel like if if he if he wanted to bring her, they were not together anymore. You know, I, I know there was thing it was still raw, but I feel like he could have he, he could have brought her and it, and he the how he thought it was it was a different scene. So yeah, so go ahead. So I mean, I, I feel like he should have brought Caperna uh, to the dinner party because first of all, I mean she was I think she was also I don't think she was pushing herself and like making him do it. I think she was saying, yo, I'm comfortable in any environment. I'm a, I'm a mature woman. I'm comfortable in my own skin. You know, I'll, I'll pull up. Like we can go to the dinner party and then go. I want a woman like that who's like, baby, look, I I'm gonna go with you to support you. Cause I know it might be a little awkward. You trying to, you know, definitely be there for your homeboy, but your ex is coming cause it's still friends and all that. He did not know to sit down. He thought it was one of those little quick happy hours. You know, everybody going to gather around or whatever. So I, I want to unpack the dinner party because I feel like a lot, a couple things happened there. So the one, number one, Molly's character in season two drives me crazy because she is the most disrespectful and also just aloof. Like, I don't know if Molly really knows, like to be so smart, she does some dumb stuff, right? So the number one thing that I felt was like, if you look at how, that her and Hope, even before Dro, he introduces that him and his wife have an open relationship and all this other stuff like that. And she's like, what at first? I'm gonna go to the scene uh, of the, the when they when, when Molly's uh, uh, parents have the anniversary party, right? And she invites my, my, my man Sterling K. Brown, who will always be Randall. I'm sorry. He may be, he's Sterling K. Brown, but he's always Randall in our hearts. <laughs> Shout out Sterling K. Brown. So he, comes with her to the to the party and then drove and she gets so upset because she finds out some things which I think they did a great job of saying sometimes in families and our parents there are things that go down that we are not privy to and that we don't know and sometimes we're not even ready to know right so but shout out that so I, so I thought that was interesting that she runs away and she can, she run, leaves the leaves the, uh, the anniversary event and goes home and Dro is like, I'm gonna ride with you? Oh, heck nah, bruh. If I'm Sterling K. Brown's character, I came with you. I came with Molly, you are my date. If you leaving, guess what? Your boy is leaving with you. I'm not gonna have your little neighbor, friend, or whoever leave with you. To me, that was just like, Randall punked out right there. He was, I was like, what is going on, Randall? Let me tell you, if I come with you, ladies, let me tell you something right now. If I come to your house, with your parents' house, 
with you and you and you crying or you you upset something go wrong your boy is leaving with you I'm a, I'm a guy, we stop making the tissues or whatever. I'm gonna console you. I'm coming, I'm leaving with you. I'm not gonna stay, I'm not gonna wave at you. Bye, all right, have a good one. All right, call me when you get there. I'm gonna stay here and, and, and enjoy the spinach dip. Nah, I'm, 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 I'm coming with you. So I think that was something that was dirty. It started, it started that way. But then Molly, my whole thing was, you know his wife. Like I talked to a lot of women who have dealt with married men and a lot of y'all dealt with married men and y'all didn't know dude was married. I get it, I understand it. How many of y'all have dealt with a married man who you knew was married and you were actually cool with his wife? That is a whole, whole situation. So at the dinner party, yeah. So the dinner party, she's over there kiki -ki keying with his wife and then 10 minutes later, you in the bathroom with Dro, uh, what, 20 feet away? having sex with her husband in the same restaurant at a birthday party? What are you, 17 years old? Like, come on, be a grown woman about yours. And my thing is, I look at Dro, if you have an open relationship or not, for you to have an unmitigated gall, my brother, to put your wife in that situation of, 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 of having sex with your side piece Right in front of your, you shouldn't be doing it anyway because I don't even believe it's open marriage. I think you just use that as a line, uh, you know, to find out what's going on. I think in season four, we're going to really find out some stuff, but you're going to put, yeah, but, but you, but you're going, you're going to do that. If like, I just feel like that was so inappropriate to do that in 20 feet away from your wife. Like in a bathroom, your wife could have came at any moment. Her friends could have came at any moment. They saw y'all and you would put her in that situation. I thought you were a trash dude for that. And if I, I mean, if I was your wife's brother, I would, have, I would be laying hands on you and not the ones at the, in church. I'd be laying some different hands on you, bro. Cause that was trash and, and you should do better. I'm, I'm sorry, Dro, you're a trash dude on the show. You're trash and you should be thrown away, you should be canceled because dudes like you make it much harder for dudes like us to actually date a great woman and get to know a great woman because they dealing with dudes like you. So so this is, this is a shout out to all the droves. Do better, it's 2020, do better. End of rant. So I know like, so now going back, going to season three, um, and, and, and real quick, a couple shout out. I know we, we've dealt with some characters, but I feel like the insecure, um, like underrated or unspoken characters or characters that people um, just are like, don't really realize how great they are is Kelly. And I loved her in the Coachella episode, season three. I thought that she just sh like really shines every time she's on camera. Kelly's just so likable. The most complete person on the show is Kelly. Hands down, hands down. The other the other person who I feel like is the MVP of, or like the most underrated person, they would be the sixth man of the year, if you will, of Insecure is Lawrence's boy. Lawrence's boy, man. When he was just sipping in that Slurpee cup that time, with like, you know, like the sipping in the Slurpee cup, the time I, I, in an earlier season where like Issa comes to his house and he's like, you know, yeah, I like what you're doing with your hair. You know what you're using, you know what I'm saying? Like, he is so engaging. 
I, you know, he's somebody that you want to hang out with too. Like, he's cool. He's a cool dude. So I think one of the things that season, so I think season three to me was a letdown. And I don't, I didn't think it measured up to the first two seasons. I'm hoping that they get back onto, on, on the horse on season four. Um, I, I think Coachella was by far the best episode of season three. Um, I, I did like that they did show the character. Uh, what's the character that Issa dated this year? Uh, what's his name again? Um, Nathan. Yeah, I did like they showed the character of Nathan, who was somebody who ghosted. Because a lot of women, like I said, I said in an earlier pod, you know, you guys have been hitting me up in my DMs talking about this. Like, why are guys ghosting me? I got a shout out. Shout out to one of my boys though, real quick though, because he actually hit me up, and I'm hearing guys hit me up now saying, "Bro, we not the only ones who are ghosting." Women out here ghosting too. So ladies, what's up? Don't play our game, be better. Y'all have always been better than us on a lot of this stuff. Don't start doing what we do. Men and women, we need to stop ghosting each other. I'm not gonna get, get you know, get into it. This episode, gonna have a whole episode about ghosting. But Nathan's character represented that. And let's, let, let's, let's rewind the table a little bit. Issa was making reckless decisions after Lawrence. I think, and I'll, I, I always say this to people, sometimes people say that the grass is green on the other side. That may be true, but the water bill is also higher. Like, you, you have to look at everything. And I think one of the things that Issa made a mistake, I remember she she messed with the old water head, big head uh, dude, you know, in her building, you know? And they gonna pull up, her pulling up later on, knocking on his door, and he's like, hey, what's up? And she's like, oh, you're not gonna let me in? For, what, what, what? Like, come on, Issa. And, and, and like I said, I want us to unpack things and look at it the other way. Ladies, if you decide to mess with one of your neighbors and y'all had a one-time thing or whatever, y'all had a little fun night or what have you, and then that dude a week later just pops up out of nowhere, no call, no, I mean, there's no call, no text, nothing. He just knocks on your door talking about, hey, what's up? You gonna open up? I mean, can the brother come in? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, are we gonna watch a movie? What's up? You feel me? Y'all be like, what planet are you on, sir? And what do you, are you, have you been drinking? What is going on? But can we put a general principle out there? Listen, if we just met 15 minutes ago, you cannot just show up at my place unannounced with no call and, and no text. Like that's just that's just come on that's just like disrespect. You you Issa you played yourself and you should have played yourself. Like it was warranted to play yourself. All right, so before we get out of here, and, and what happened to Lil Rel? I mean, I know he said he had a pastor's body, but Lil Rel Lil, Lil Rel treated treated Molly really well. They were both lawyers. He was trying to look out. He's like, I'm slim thick. I got a pastor's body, baby. You know what's up? You know what I mean? And a, and genuine and somebody who's not gonna put you in harm's way. Like I said, what people don't realize, ladies out here, when you mess with a drove, on the other side, we always say, am I, brother, am I my brother or am I my sister's keeper? When you mess with a drove, on the other side of that is a woman, it's a black woman, it's a beautiful black queen who you are hurting or you are damaging. We don't, we don't, we don't really sometimes realize that other side of the coin. And we, we also don't, don't know if that person might be insane. <laughs> they may be crazy. They may slash your tires. They may come and cause harm to you. So don't put yourself in very dangerous situations that something could happen. And you should not date a man who would put you in a situation 
where something could happen, right? We're supposed to be protectors of you. Dro was not protecting her. He wasn't protecting her life. He wasn't protecting her heart. He wasn't protecting her interests. He was not protecting her in any single way. Dro was somebody who was problematic in her life. A lot of us have experienced people, we, we've been in a relationship with somebody, and then when they get with somebody, it seems like Lawrence is getting with somebody is a quality woman, class act, good person, somebody that, like I said, Issa's doing business with and she's doing, so she has a, has a, a level of, of respect and understanding with. When we have an ex that actually gets with somebody, y'all, who is quality, good for them, and they go on to bigger, better, greater things, we should be happy. Because if I loved you when I was with you, I should love you from afar when you're, when you're happy, when you're in a good place. And I feel like a lot of times, we don't do that. We're like, oh, you know, we, we, we pick or we, or, we, or we do these little things that are not healthy. Listen, if I'm not with you, if look, any of my exes get with somebody and he's a good dude, great guy, they're in a, a, a good place. I'm also hopefully a part of that in, in a way as well, because hopefully there are some things that as I was getting to know her, I was able to help with, I was able to be a blessing with, I was able to maybe like keep her away from guys maybe who did not have good intentions with her. So it, it should be a, a place of like, yo, I'm glad that you're in a good place and you know, let's, let's go from there. One of the best closure conversations was the end of what, season, season two, right? In the season two, the best closure conversation that we've ever seen. I would say if you're thinking about how to have closure with your significant other, watch that scene, rewind it, and watch it again. No, I think um, that, that's a great closure scene. But guys, look, we are so excited. Insecure season four, here we go. Um, we're gonna be watching. This is a little bit of uh, kickback conversations with your boy Brandon Scott hosting. 